I'm so hyped. We're doing a little sound check. Who do we have in the building? You with your boy Slink. Okay. Who else? K Beach. Oh, and we have Beneficial Radio spilling yes, shit already. That's me. Yes, <laughs> so, anyway, this man got a shiesty on. Like <laughs> that, that, let's let's address that right now. I'm like, hey, bro, bro. Like, okay. He said, right "Look, I can't have anybody identifying me." Yeah, while I'm low key today. Yeah, you know, he's moment. he's hella low key. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. So. You know what? It started out with with Slink being here, but now I got the two for us. Even yes, better, sir, you got the two for. That's one even special. better, my man. He he brought it. He brought a hitter with him. He's like, look, just in case shit get crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like That's I don't fair. know. So I don't know. I got my man's on my right. Can't you say something out of pocket? He said, "Houseway." No, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Anyway, so what's good, Slinks? I want to know yeah. right now. How do you keep such a smile on your face all the time, man? Man, just blessed to How be alive, How do you do bro. it? I'm just blessed to be alive, blessed How to be do here. How do you do it? Man, niggas been through a lot of bullshit in life, bro. So to be here and to be able to smile, bro, is a blessing in itself. So where did it to all keep it on me. Hey, you ain't lying. What about you? you you're not even, I don't know if you're smiling or not. <laughs> <laughs> he covered up. He said, look, you don't need to know uh, if I'm smiling. Just know that I'm here right now. Man, bro, summed it up, you know, and those words right there, you know, we here, it's a new year, even though these years is going by fast, shit, I'm appreciative to just be here, you know, and be able to, like, plot up on what I'm going to be able to do for 2024 and, you know, the next 10 years from now, or 20. Big facts, big facts. And you know what? Let's, let's, let's back it up a little bit. For those who don't know, or who do know, Slink, what is your name? Man, what is your act? I, like I, whatever you're willing ah, to give, funny. but I thought about that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is some wild shit. I'm like, man, like if you're willing to give it, I'm just curious. Well, how about this? If you ain't gonna give it, what's at least begin with? What's the letter? Give us start a with a C. It's a very common name, very Bible, very biblical name. So I give you guys that. Okay. You guys can guess you said what that fig- is yourself. Figure it out if you want to. You know to. what I'm saying? And this nigga to his right. I don't know if you're going to give me anything but a what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just here. Yeah, I'm not going to ask. He said, yo, yo, you might as well skip that question. Yeah, it's just just, just going to slide like, past that. Well, oh don't God. worry about that. You know that. what's crazy? My name became KB so much. I don't even think my real name even matter at this point. I think everybody <laughs> think my real name is fucking KB. Oh, my God. Shit. Fuck it. Stop the man. Might change it. Fuck it. Hit a Nikki Six. What, Nikki Six? Was it Nikki Six or Seven? It's Nikki Six. Oh, God. Nikki Six. Might hit a Nikki Six and just change it. Like, permanent. Fuck it. He said, whatever you get, what you get. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So, you both from Long Beach? Yes, sir. Born and raised. Really? Born and raised. Both of us. Oh, give me the backstory. Where it started out at? Man, it's honestly started down the street, bro. Started off on Dawson and 8th Street, man. Born and raised over there. My parents, my mom is actually from Long Beach, too. She went to Poly High School. Oh, no way. My dad's from Compton. Originally born in Mississippi, moved to Compton with his mom and his family. So, yeah, I've been in Long Beach ever since I since I can remember. Been here since day one and went through all the schools in Long Beach. You did? You went to, I was going to ask you what, what high school you went to. I went to Wilson. I went okay. to Wilson High School. Um, oh, shit. 
Cherry Park is the local park. It's been my local park since before I even skated, man. I used to watch the actually used to watch the Baker team skate up and down the stage when I was a kid playing in the playground. What? So that kind of like I used to always see that and be like, man, that's so cool. Like I swear I seen somebody like frontside flip over a trash can back in the day. And I used to think that was so cool. Then man, my older brother started skateboarding and bought me my first skateboard from Zoomies and it was wraps ever since. Bad. That's crazy. Yeah, I want to say I was like 10, 10, 11 years old. Damn, son. And how long you and how long you know him? How long you been skating? How long you been around him? I've been skating since I was like 12, but I've been on bro for like fucking ever, like past 10, 11 years, you know. Like this is my day one right here. This is my if anybody is my hey, anybody know <laughs> Well, clearly we call, it, we call it a bad hey. twin. Look, hey. I'm going to put it this way. Sum it up. <laughs> This is my bag swing right here. So hey. you know, you know. I respect you know? that. I respect you know, that. You know, it's your dog you get money with. You feel me? Sure. You, hey. you know all that. You know. That's sure. the and I feel like that's the best type of bond. Somebody that you really, cause especially as like black people, right? We come from somewhere where like we all don't got nothing. All our backs is against the wall, right? So if you have this common ground with another brother, where y'all could get money and it ain't no fuckery. It ain't none of that. That's just like another level of a understanding. Not even a friendship, but an understanding. Like yeah. where it's like, I'm not gonna step on your toes, you're not gonna step on mine, but we and we brothers. Yeah. You feel me? And that shit right there in itself is like is dope, you know, because I done been through so many different um what you wanna call it, phases and all these things in music and skating where yeah. when it come down to the money and the finance, shit get iffy. You know, facts. And it's big facts, with, and it's always with our people. You know, and it's unfortunate, yeah. but it happens. It happens. And That's it's love. life. Like yeah. it's life. That's a know? very unfortunate thing to admit mm-hmm. to. But I mean, I'll tell you what. This 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 might be like a little older than a little older reference for you guys. But there was a a movie called Mo Better Blues. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was a Spike Lee movie. And Denzel said a, it was a quote. And I said, "If we had to rely on our own people to eat, we would starve." That's not a good thing. And that's yeah. not good, right? Yeah. That's that's not good. We talk about, I mean, I hate to get right into shit, but it's like, we talk about everybody else harming each other. What about what we do to each other? Yeah, for real. You know, like how much do we spend, how much time do we spend building up each other? Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like the same deal. It's like this, this year, it's like, not that I was ever like, man, people hold me back, but it's like, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, facts. It's like everybody's going through shit right now. Sure. Like, like we gotta really, like, we gotta really make something happen. And so, if you got somebody that's gonna be right next to you when shit happens, yeah. hey, that's a bet right there. That's that's huge yeah, right them there. Around for sure. That's huge. Do you Shout guys? Do you Carl. remember? Shout out to Lil yeah. Imagine ah. <laughs> a fit. We vibe. Oh my. Understand me. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Shout out to Carl's old badass. <laughs> for those who don't know, Carl is a little black pug. He is about a year and a half. He is something else. Man, he got energy, too. Yeah, he's full of energy, and I don't know why he picked right now to have it. So real quick, do you remember at all, like, the, like around when y'all met? You remember? Remember how you guys met? Yeah, I want to say we always kind of been around. Um, we were always hanging around the same circle growing up in Long Beach. He used to skate at Houghton Park. I was I was a Cherry local. He was a Houghton local. Damn, that now, for those who don't know, yeah, there's, a, know there's a huge difference. Oh yeah, between Houghton and Cherry. Houghton Cherry. There was El Dorado locals. You got your Eldo locals. You got your Paramount locals. Your Compton locals. So we all from different sections, man. But when we pull up to one another skate park, man, it's all love. 
But see, we was like, that's a break. And if you know the east and the north, like far as from Cherry to Houghton, even though that's such of a like a small area because it's all Long Beach and Long Beach, that's a big bridge gap. Oh, that's a huge. Even me not being from here, I know that that's a huge. That's a big difference. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I'm like, ooh, that's like that movie The Warriors. Yeah. You coming across town like that, Facts. I'm like, ooh. Oh, God, but I would come to Cherry all the time, and I would be like, bro, I fuck with bro. Like, this yeah. is my nigga. You feel yeah. me? Every time I would go to Cherry, I would just fuck with bro. You yeah. know? So it came around that time when the bag twin era happened. Yeah, It was man. like, bro, we have to make it make sense. And he definitely hit a phase, man, where we was just... Man, what are you talking about? Ela- elaborate. <laughs> so we hit a phase, bro. I ain't gonna look, go too much into look, detail. We ain't gonna go too much okay. into detail. Oh, hey, 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 hey. But hey. basically, we hit a we hit a, a point where you know we we found this little little jug and shit. We was running shit up together. You know, he he put me onto it. He was like, "Man, there's a way to get money, bro." And you know, this is how we gonna get it. And once he taught me the ways, bro, I just clicked with me, man. And next thing I know, shit, we was renting up thousands of dollars together, bro. I living lavish, like some nigga, some young niggas, bro, from Long Beach who didn't even who ain't had much, bro. Started getting it all, and we was just fucking going crazy for a long time. You seem but, so much more mellow now. Oh uh, yeah, man. I I calmed down a lot of Way these years, bro. Calm down a lot, man. I used to I used to be a little knucklehead, bro, for sure. I used to fucking. Be into like anything, bro. I'll get myself into anything that was going on in the, in the moment, but yeah, definitely here at 30 years old, 31 now. I just turned my birthday was December 17th. Here at hey, 31 years happy old. belated, thanks, bro. Damn, now, son. man, I realized a lot of the decisions I was making wasn't beneficial for my future, so I had to make that switch and tone it down, bro, and focus on the better things, focus on that better life for sure. But yeah, we used to. We used to get into a lot of shit, and around that, that era, it was really like we really didn't have nobody really had a, our backs but each other. So we really put, you know, put but the good, but the positive in that yeah. was <clears throat> by the end of the day, we had did something because we understood that we were the um, fuck. I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but like, like the responsibility, like we took on that responsibility for the yeah. homes. Cause the you know, homies for sure. Like we got a crib. Like we understood what was going on at the time. Me and him. Like it was like fuck. We got to put it on. Yeah, the trip. man. So all the homies got somewhere to stay. Yeah. And then it was like fucking twelve homies staying with us. Yeah, bro. At a time, you know, where DGK wanted to like do yeah. like a fucking segment on us, you yeah, know, because it was just that lit. Like so, we understood crazy. at an early age, yeah. like our role. I guess you would say our role yeah. in this life shit. You know, far as like. Being a good homie, you know, yeah. being a good family-oriented person, you know, because that shit is all based off morals, you know. And then at the same time, yeah, we 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 ended up moving into this house on Temple and Nineteenth, and it was just me and him, like paying the rent and making ends meet and making shit happen. We had a lot of homies living with us at that time, bro, and it was all you know, just living off of what we was going out each and every day to put ourselves in. In these fields, bro, that we didn't even want to be in, you know what I mean? But we were making it happen for for those ones and for ourselves at the same time. But at the same time, it was almost like a negative influence on a lot of on those people around. And we realized we wanted to be on more positive or more positive influence. So we had to switch up that that mentality, bro, and 
you know, get it, work hard for what you want. You know, that's that's the real goal. I mean, we was working hard in that aspect, but it's better to work hard on the more positive things. It may be yeah. slow, but it's going to pay off in the bigger picture, you know? No, I can respect that for sure. I understand. I mean, it's it's got to be rough. So from the people that stayed over your house, I'm curious, as, did any of them ever make something out of themselves? <laughs> and I don't mean it like, like, oh, they became a big-time pro skateboard. None of that, but like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how? Like, do you do you see any of the results of the people that used to like always be there, or, or did they kind of fall yeah. off, or did any of them ever kind of see the blueprint? Like, okay, I can do this too. Like, you know. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely seen the blueprint in, in what we was doing in the moment. <laughs> they was making shit so happen. They made, sure, show. they made shit happen in that moment. On God, <laughs> show, but, but at the, in the end, what what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing from what you're saying, like, yeah, everybody kind of took that into their own perspective and did what they did with it. And in life, like, far as us being an influence and those role models, yeah. they kind of followed that, too. So when we were yeah. doing that, it was like, all right, we doing that, too. So yeah. then once we both chose, like, bro, this shit ain't for us, bro. Yeah. Like, we both want to live a different life. Like, so yeah. we both start. I started just going really hard with my music. Yeah. And he started going really hard with skating and just being an influencer and, like, just... Yes, fucking supporting pharmacy skate shop, you know, every sir. fucking day and all that, you know, and just have fun. And we, JHF yeah, JHF, Co. everything. Shout out to fucking Boo. Yeah. And like, you know, just that alone, like it was just people yeah. followed that. So now you got the homies working. You got the homegirls like doing what they gotta do. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Taylor Raven. Mm-hmm. You know, that oh, was like yeah. our, yeah, our sister that sis, lived yeah. in the house with us, you know. And yeah. um even then she was working a fire job. Yeah. You know, fucking getting money, you know. So I feel like we kind of always played that role as a positive influence. Because at that time, like I said, we was doing what we had to do, but it wasn't in a bad way. Yeah, I feel like anything would, it's all in the intent. Oh, I get it. Doing, you know, the oh, intent oh, oh, I get it. Behind it. And what I'm wondering is, is like, was there any like epiphany? Like what, like what made you be like, damn, okay. Like, was there anything where you're like, I gotta, I have to like fix my shit. Like, was there any defining moment or was it just time? It was just like everything that we got, the quicker we got it, the quicker it, it left does. us. Yeah. Nailed you know? it. I was exactly. wait, I was waiting like, to hear that. Fast like, money that was is, it right fast there. Fast money, just as fast as it comes, the fast, just as fast as it, as it could go, as it could be spent. And Niggas get a grill, month later, yeah. that motherfucker gone. Oh, Nigga gotta buy another one. Like, chains, damn, all bro. Type of shit, man. And I know a lot of, like, I hear a lot of, Rich people influence like they go through the same shit and they know yeah. what the fuck I'm talking about when some shit come up missing. It's like fuck it, but yeah. at a point when you got it like that, you gotta be able to maintain it maintain so you can it. just buy it again. Right. You know, it's like fucking buy it right. over because those situations they just always come about. And we were just living in the moment too, for mm-hmm. sure. Just living sure. like we were just living sure. like just definitely in the moment, day by day. We wasn't thinking about uh, uh, what could we have. You know, 10 years from now, you know, now we have that mentality of like, okay, we want to do this. If we doing something, we're going to do something that's going to have some type of longevity towards it. Where we going, 10 years from now, we're going to be up as fuck. You know what I mean? Living the right, living off of what the energy we putting out and living, you know, according to what we feel is the right way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Facts. That's actually the cool thing. I mean, you're here to tell the tale because there's a lot of people. They learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah, for sure. They definitely, we have, I mean, we have plenty of friends that dead are in jail. They learned that lesson the hard way. For sure. And it sucks because you're like, damn, like, 
you think sometimes you're like, yo, I was one step away. Yeah, for sure. I was one step away from being right next to that. For sure. Be right in the mix of that. For sure. And it's it's almost like you get these little flashes for sure. where you're like, okay, like something was looking out for me at the moment. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, oh, okay. Or, I mean, even when you said there was people, like you were like, damn, I felt this responsibility. I always tell people, especially my friends that that are in any kind of limelight, I'm like, it's what you do outside of the limelight that people really notice. Yeah, for sure. That's what, like, it's, it's the subtle little things that, like, you like, and people bring it to your attention sometimes. They'll say something, it'll come later down the line, yeah, and be like, Hey, man, like, I remember that that thing you did, or we talked about, and like, it'd be some some little conversation you might have had in pharmacy or whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. and and you change that person's whole oh, trajectory, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's real, it's it's weird, and it's yeah. it's like a it's a good feeling, but it, it almost makes you think, like, Damn, like, well, if you saw that, then God, yeah. like, I gotta make sure, sh- like. Some yeah. people don't have that awareness to to catch on to be like, okay, if you guys saw this, then damn, I really gotta check this stuff I'm doing over here. Yeah, why well, not? You know, like I gotta check this over here, and it's it's wild when you see people in the wild that you came encounter with. Like I said, when you were in the mud, like really yes. trying to get it, and you see them actually doing something, you're like, damn, yeah, thriving. It's like, yeah. fuck. you're like, oh. Yeah. All right, that's a bet. Like, yeah. I didn't even realize that that you know we was go- like you know you could go that way, but yeah. go on with it. Yeah, bro. I think, I always believe shout that. Out to the little homie guys. For sure. Oh, yo! Yeah, he shout me out. Hey, <laughs> shout out, gas. Big propane, man. Yeah, oh yeah, shout big propane. Don't call him that, no boy. Hey. But yeah, I honestly believe that a conversation goes a long, a lot longer way than money can, because. Just as much, like I say, the money that we was getting, it was coming in big, but leaving just as fast. And, you know, you could put money in the homies' pockets like we did. And next thing you know, they're back out with their hand out. You know, they're back in front of your face with their hand out again. So, but the conversations that I've had with a lot of friends and even family, you know, has changed them in, in the bigger in the bigger ways. You know, that they may have chosen, when they were going left, a conversation could lead them right. You know what I mean? So I definitely believe that conversations and, you know, getting that one-on-one person, that 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 personal, like you know, feel with with one another, like that could go a longer way than than money could ever go, for sure. Well, it's the, it's the ripple effect. <clears throat> I mean, it's a you throw a rock in a pond, you see a ripple. It's like that's what it is. Like you were just talking to me, but he heard you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a lot of that where you might be having a conversation with someone. But it's like you don't know. Yeah. You like that's the that's the key component. You realize when you're getting older. What you said you're in your thirties. Thirty one. Yeah. And it's like almost you got to think back to yourself when you're in your twenties. Yeah. How you felt like you know I don't know if Boo's older than you. We're the same age. So I was gonna say two I months, th- two yeah. months difference. Yeah. Like, but I mean, he's the only person I re- like. But you know what I mean? They're just older heads in your life where yeah. you're like, okay. You notice the little things about them. That's yeah. what somebody's noticing about you. One hundred. Like that's the key thing is yeah. someone's noticing that about you. Yeah. If you if if you notice that about this person, it's like yeah. there's little things that someone noticed about you. Yeah, for sure. You know, I understand 
I remember when you when you got your license. Yeah. Like that was a big turn for you. Yeah. You know, so it's like stuff like that. It's like it's a shift. It's it's these little pluses. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I it was a hard thing to get this. I don't want to lose that. Yeah, well, I need You know, I gotta do this thing now. I can uh, do this thing now. It unlocks doors. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of times there's people out there, especially black people, like wow. you grow up somewhere where you feel like you don't have those opportunities, yeah. and they're really out there, but it's the way things are presented to us. Yeah. It's a lot of times it's like, I tell people, I'm like, look, I don't ever want any special treatment because I'm black. I just don't want any different treatment. Yeah. 100. Like, right. that's it. That's like, right. that's it. I don't, like, like my white friends and, and whatever, they're all, they're my homies. I got, yeah. like, and I'm like, There's okay. All yeah, especially mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, look, Nobody wants any any special treatment. Just don't treat me any different. Yeah, well, you know, and and so I I get that, and I I love the fact that I see a lot of what you're doing, man. You're definitely a good ambassador for pharmacy. How long have you really been over there for? Since day one of Long Beach shop. So Long Beach Long Beach pharmacy opened about six years ago. So I've been tapped in ever since. They brought Boo brought me in on the first meeting that they were discussing about opening up a shop in Long Beach, and he's like, yeah, I want to make sure that. You know, Slinks is a part of this, and I want to make sure he's, uh, you know, managing the shop. I feel like it could be really good looking. Been on board ever since day one. Wow. Yeah, we'll be throwing events all around the city, bro, lining it up, making, you know, trying to be a positive influence for the kids out there. It's like, you know, just have fun and stay skating, bro. Get them out of trouble. Yeah, you guys definitely do. Not to cut you off. I noticed a lot of things you guys do for the community. That was really cool. Um what was it like during the BLM? Because your guys' shop is right downtown. Right downtown. I was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what's crazy about I was that? like, yeah. I was there for all that. And yeah. your shop, I would I would drive by the shop. And t- yeah. I would hit you other, oh, shop's good. Yeah, shop good. Shop good. Yeah, like, bro. you know what I mean? That's tight that you say that, bro. Yeah. every time I always bring it up, I'm like, bro. I'm like, everything down that motherfucker got struck but pharmacy yep. just because of the That's fact it. of the love that you that said. Have, yeah. I, I was I would tap in love. with Slink. I shoot boots. Like, yo, shop good. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, man, we, we got a lot of love from the city. So it's like, you know, every so everybody's connected to pharmacy in some way, shape, or form, through whether it's through them personally or through a family member. You know, we got a lot of, a lot of the kids who, you know, they could be brothers, sister, cousins, daughters sons of someone you know and they always go back to that person and let them know how much they love pharmacy so when that all broke out it's like everybody had our backs you know it was a lot it was a lot we you know we were getting ready to like prepare for damn near war or something you know what i mean you didn't know yeah, what, it was the cr- fuck, what the fuck was about to go on you know but yeah everything happened every it's like it's like the the pool literally just went all around pharmacy mm-hmm. everything that happened it just like like separated around pharmacy and also the the our neighbor barbershop too like they were really yeah they were cool too they're really tapped into the city too the two owners of the barbershop deluxe shout out deluxe parlor mm-hmm. they're from long beach too and you know they had our backs they was right there with us and you know and thank god everything was was safe and sound for us at, at least you know that was like a diamond in the rough because everything yeah, over there got 
scorched. Yeah. Like literally everything over there yeah. gone. And I was like, Friday got struck. I was Friday. watching this shit on the news. I'm telling the hubby, I'm like, hey, my nigga, they going <laughs> down Broadway now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go that way. Scary ass they niggas didn't even all, do it. Scary ass niggas didn't do drink. it. But, they took it all oh, they drink from the pharmacy. These niggas talk about that. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling niggas, I'm telling these niggas you should go now, right? <laughs> these niggas talk about we going to go later, like around nighttime. <laughs> Nigga, no. These niggas go at nighttime talking about it was nothing but Advil's and Tylenol's. I'm like, of course. Of course. Y'all oh, hit that shit fast. Like, come on, bro. They was, hit, they was fucking it up. The outfitters on the corner, there's another little clothing shop on the corner. You see people breaking through their windows. That nigga did the worm out the window. I'll never forget yeah. that. It was that all nigga. type of shit going on. Yeah, downtown was insane. But, yeah, they, they, everybody respected us. Everybody knew us. Everybody who was on, you know, on that. That bullshit, they was like, I oh, know we ain't, we ain't even gonna touch a pharmacy because we get so much love and that's that's a blessing too. You that's know? a scary blessing, yo. Yeah, bro. That's because I remember because sure. that's seriously like the one. Yeah, everybody was all for it. I remember the yeah. the rallies we did. Yeah, that was a crazy time. That was a real crazy time. And I feel like, I mean, Long Beach as a collective, like. I don't know how does all that stuff make you feel as a young adult. Like I, I want to hear it. Makes and me feel like I'm doing right. <laughs> Makes me feel like I, like you say, those little conversations of having with that I'm having with all the kids that walk in there and with all the people. You know, I'm, I'm a real people's person. I'm an extrovert, so I love to talk to people and get to know people. So, I feel like with that, and you know, like I'm a real positive person too, man. We, I fucking, you know, been through a lot growing up in Long Beach. Been through fucking every little piece of the pie that you could think of you know fucking from game banging to niggas jugging to niggas fucking losing their life to drugs to weapons to everything you know i've been around it all and seen it all happen so i really try to be a positive influence and just you know use my skateboarding as my my outlet to you know to be on a more positive tip like even though i'm not no professional skateboarder skateboarding has changed my life it has helped me to grow as a person it helped me to be a better person and kept me around the right group of friends. You know what I mean? Skateboarding is something that I picked up. I didn't pick it up to GoPro or anything. I picked it up because I loved it and it kept me out the bullshit. So, you know, I just, I give that, I give that same energy right back to it. And I feel like it's just a blessing. I'm glad that I'm here and I'm glad that I'm able to share these experiences with people. And I'm glad that I'm able to, you know, help the next one, next person, next generation to you know, get through that as well and better themselves for their life. You don't have to be a pro to love it. You don't have to be a pro for a life-changing feel that you get through skateboarding. But, yeah, I'm just happy I'm Skating here. Skating is a fucking universal language of a different type of yeah. love, you know? Like, like those people that love skating, it's like a what's understood don't need to be explained. explained like, real. I went to South Carolina, right? And I was just talking to my girl about this, like, you know, like just how the transition from me going from one park to the other happened. It was like, we went to this shitty ass park cause I decided to move out there, you know, just to see some different experience, some different, you know, different shit. Fucking, we go to the shitty ass park, we start off at a shitty ass park with a pump park next to it, you know? Then I conversated this, these locals that were there, they seen me skating, one was an OG. He was fucking with how I was skating and shit. And he was like, you should go to this park called D-Park. So I go to D-Park and it was a DIY. It's a sick ass yeah. DIY too, you know, cause all the parks out there, they don't really, the city don't support skating like that. You know, the weather's really bad. 
and everything's like kind of different. So it's not like the skate scene out there is minimal, but it's still a scene. You know, that's how big we are. You know, you're going to find these people somewhere. So as me being verbal, um, I go to D Park, then D Park ended leading me up to, I don't know what the name of that park was, but bro, remember that park I was at and it was all the graffiti and I kickflip yeah. manual. That's when I first learned how to yeah. kickflip manuals and shit. Bro, that park was so hard. I yeah. That shit influenced me to fucking learn how to kickflip manual for the day. Yeah. And I did the shit like third try, you know? Yeah. Um, bro, just in that, like, it's a language, you know? Like, yeah. where I went from a badass park, I was bored as fuck at, killing it, and then just ended up at the sickest DIY yeah. I could find ever. And, like, I want y'all to go. Like, I need yeah. everybody to go. I want to do a <laughs> demo out there. For sure, we do a demo, any type of music tour, anything we hit South Carolina, we gotta go to that shit. It's in yeah. Charleston, bro. Make like, it happen at that gotta part, go, at that bro. D- like, DUI. Gotta happen. For sure. Bro. It's funny, I used to always be like DUI. Like, when I always be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we going to the DUI? I'm like, oh, the DUI? Oh, yeah, yeah, we over there. It's like, no, nigga. DUI. So, hope you never go to that shit. DIY. I used to always have it confused. Always wonderful. So, people like you, Slink, where do you think you'd be without skateboarding? Man, who's to say, bro? Who's to say, man? My, I grew up with a religious family and realized at a young age that that wasn't for me. And with that religion, it's very, very complicated. It's like, it's like you can't. If you don't mind me asking, what religion? It was Joe Witness. Oh! Yeah. Yo, <laughs> welcome to, to the club. I used to be a part of the family that's knocking at your door at seven Bet. in the morning. Yo, same. Trying to, trying to save your life. Same. Yeah, so go ahead, bro. continue. Yeah, so continue. I grew up in that religion, man. It's a very strict religion, and they mean all good. And I really feel like the person I am has come from growing up in that religion. You know, my fam, all my mom and dad went is to like you know help other people and and help to like change their lives for the better. And for them, it's through the religion. But for me, it's just to, like, just be the best person you can be on this world, you know? So I kind of, I still have that mentality. I still have it to this day. But I just felt like the religion wasn't for me. And with that, I was kicked out at a very young age. I was kicked out at, like, 13, you know? Ooh, I know what all that means, too. Yeah, so I, I know was, what, I if was, your parents are really in or really into that, yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, they're deep into it. They're real deep Yeah, go ahead. What? It's, they're real deep I, into I, it. I 100% get what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in that religion kicked out i was fucking went to live with one of my one of my friends at the time his name was damo and i used to i went to live with him and his sisters and um they're they were young too they were one was 18 one was 21 at the time they had very simple jobs i had i had a little job at wendy's and this was like ninth grade night like into ninth grade and fucking um yeah they was like, well, shit, you do whatever you do whatever you want in this house, but as long as you help to pay this bill, that's all we care about, you know? So I just said, fuck school. I was like, I rarely went to school. I would only go to school at lunch, eat lunch real quick, hang out with the homies at the three block at Wilson High School. We used to skate the three block hey. in school. Shit, once the bell ring, I'd hop the fence and go skate at Cherry Park or something, you feel me? So I was just like, you know, I was just into everything. I was into all, I was into... I wouldn't even say the wrong crowd because to me, there is no wrong crowd. You know, everybody chooses the path that they want to be in. And shit, a lot of the game bang homies helped me out through a lot of shit too when I was growing up. You know, helped me out with a lot of different scenarios that I was going through. But, you know, I just I just feel like I, I wouldn't have been, if I didn't have the skateboard, I'd have been, man, I'd have been 
dead or in jail, straight up. I'd have been doing something that I shouldn't have been doing, you know. But the skateboarding helped really helped me to keep me keep my focus on something more positive. You know what I mean? So who's to say what I would have without skateboarding? But I'm just thankful that I had it. You know, I'm thankful that it was something I always could hold on to. And, you know, anytime the homies was going, what I would say is left, I was always going right with the skateboard every time. Even if I was leaving school to go skate, at least I was leaving school to still do something positive. You know what I mean? So, Man, How about you, KB? Man, what was the question again? What would you be? Well, nah, 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 it's okay. I think for you, though, it's going to go a little bit different, though. (laughs) For you, where would you be without music or skateboard? Because, see, I can't just, because, yeah, you can't, because I could just say without skateboard, well, I'll just do my music. Yeah. Nah. (laughs) Get out of that. Well, yeah, get out. Yeah, I'm going to get you out of that quick. (laughs) Oh, fuck, man. Bro. Me, it was crazy because, like, I grew up, like, very, di- like, you know, similar, but in a different way because my mom was single. You know, my dad was there, but my mom was single, of course. I had a sister. I'm the only boy, you know, and the oldest. So I had to learn everything on my own. It wasn't like the older sibling that was there really teaching me, even though I did have older siblings and family members. That, well, not siblings, but family members. You know, I had older family members there, but wasn't my siblings, you know, like somebody that's there every day with you. Like, nah, that's not, that shit not tight or that shit's tight or influencing you, you know, a big brother, you know, or a big sister. It could be that either or. So I had to go and be that, you know, I had, that, that's just, you know, embedded. Like I have to be that. So a lot of shit I learned was from the homies. Like, you know, my hood was my, you know, my influence. Like, you know, a lot of the homies and shit that, I was surrounded around, around, and like he said, like it ain't really no good or bad, you know. It's just who you choose to hang around and who's destiny your uh, what's and destiny what you know life. too. Yeah, exactly. So, well, we'll go a little bit, little bit. What was your household like growing up, KB? Man, it was just shit. It was it was tight, you know. Me and my sister, my mom, you know, she was working. She was a single mom nurse. So a lot of the times, me and my sister would be there by ourselves. Older sister, younger sister. Younger sister. Okay. So we got away with a lot of shit. You know, <laughs> we learned a lot of shit. You know, I taught her a lot of things. You know, and I learned a lot of things off of her. So it was just a good, you know, childhood. You know, and we had my grandma. Shout out to my grandma, Clarita Jones. You know, like she was my everything. You feel me? And she passed when I was like eleven. I was like. Fifth grade year, she passed. And that's when I really took skateboarding serious. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy to, like, bring her up. And she plays a big part in when I skateboarded because my first board was a fake-ass target board, bro. <laughs> shit was so ass, bro. Yeah. It was a fucking target board. And that Sean White. Everybody was clowning me for that board. Say, yo, where you get that Sean White? the plastic trucks. Plastic wheels. So I told my well, mom. fucking barely roll. I told my grandma. I was like... I need a real board. Like, look, they're not yeah, going. Yeah, they, yeah like, that's not, not going. Yeah, you know, grandma, like, yeah, the streets talk about me, grandma. You feel me? Like the streets talk about me, grandma. Get them off my back. So she literally, like, I um, they took, they picked me up from school when I was going to Burbank, and they took me to fucking East Fourth to go get a real board. And my first real board, even though it's corny, but I was a kid. It was fucking World Industries. A lot of people. Yeah. That was a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that board, bro, I skated that board to the fucking plank, but I learned so much shit 
that's like key shit to like my style and skating outside of my music, you know, to this day. Like even just with my persona and who I am, like skateboarding, if it wasn't for fucking skateboarding, I wouldn't probably be doing music, you know, because of the fact that like I was so confident and comfortable with my skateboarding and just understanding the fact that like this shit comes with trial and error. Just understanding that dynamic of anything you're doing, it comes with trial and error. So nothing you do gets instant gratitude. There's a lucky few that do, but most of the time it doesn't catch on as quick as people expect it to, you know, but you got to keep going at it. You know, every time you fucking do a kickflip and you're trying to down something and you don't land it, that's a fail, you know, you failed. Even though it's a quick five seconds of failure, it's failure, you know, and you got to feel that, you got to accept it, go back up there, do that shit again. Don't happen, do it again. Don't happen, do it again until it works, you know, and once you understand that, I feel like anything's kind of possible, bro, in a way, and that shit all come from skateboarding, bro, so... They call that failing oh, forward. Yeah, so just going back to my grandma, shout out to Clarita Jones. Yeah. You know, that that just sums it up right there. But without music and skateboarding, I would probably be in jail, bro. You know, yeah. doing some other shit, gangbanging, bro, on some street nigga shit because yeah. I didn't really have too much to really go off of but what I knew, and that was what I was taught by the streets. What you was around. You sure. know, my surroundings and shit, but... Yeah. Those key things, those little cool things that I held on to me as a kid, going into my teenage phase and uh, pre-adulthood, I, you know, held that shit on to me dearly to where that kind of was, that became more important at a point. You know, shout out to Derek Wilson, you know, like, yeah. that, that that's my nigga too, you know, my day one, you know, because, like, I wouldn't even have been linked up with him if it wasn't for him, you know, let me stay on the east side and do all that, you know, and shit, but fucking... He got me my first check doing a Kia commercial or some shit, you know. Mm. And at that moment, bro, I swear to God, I was like, I'm never finna do no dumb shit. <laughs> like, at that point, I was like, bro, I know there's a way to make money without having to do dumb shit. Yeah. So at that point, it was like, all right, I'm not doing no dumb yeah. shit no more. All right, I'm gonna do music. And that's when yeah. I was got up with my nigga and we, like, I was, he wasn't doing music. He don't yeah. do, you know, he skate, but far as me doing music, the thing was, was like, he always supported me and we had this thing where like, he always pushed me, you know, and I would just go crazy, you know, and it was like a, uh, just energy, feeding yeah, off feeding energy, off energy. Just, bro, sure. you know, him motivating me, like as my brother to be like, all right, I'm gonna go so hard to where like, I wanna impact, I wanna influence my niggas by leading by example and also make it to where I could build an opportunity for myself for them to change their lives, yeah. you know, and that shit is like, I feel like that's genuine influence in itself. You need that. You need fuel, you know, yeah. to do anything to spark a flame. You need fuel. And those things right there are like key things like, you know, wanting your mama to get out the hood, your friends making it out the hood with you. You know, these things that you see for yourself, you know, those are key things that are fuel to your flame that kind of creates a success story, you know, for a lot of people. And we talking about, you know, black black people, you know, yeah. our, our kind, bro, because our backs against the wall in certain situations and sometimes we're not really born with opportunities, you know? So we gotta get to how we live. You, You guys are young, like, do you have problems with the police all the time? 
Like, what is it like now to you? Like, before, actually, I'll go this. Before all the riots and after the riots. So before, how was life with you guys? Were you all, did you feel like you were a constant threat? I think, I think, I think even with the riot, it's still the same. Um, I feel like when you, when you, you know, honestly, bro, I, I don't really, I don't really rent, like, when, at least when it comes to, like, cops or feds or anything like that, like, they don't really fuck with you unless you, like, unless you be on bullshit, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't be on bullshit, so it's like, to me, they don't really have no reason to fuck with me, you know? And I don't walk with that intention, you know? I don't walk with, like, that weight to over my shoulder, you know, that I'm always look, constantly looking back at. I don't have this, like, skeptical, like, way about me. So it seems like why I'm just, like, focused on what I'm trying to do for the day or what I'm trying to better myself at. And with that mentality, I don't have, I don't ever, I don't even fill my mind with, like, those type of worries. So I feel like that's, I feel like that, I'm beyond that, you know? But definitely when I was on bullshit <laughs> as a kid, like, I would have a lot more trouble with the, with the cops and the feds and shit. Because I was, I was like in that realm, you know. What I mean, I was putting myself in that realm. But since I've been just on my other shit, bro, I, I've never, I haven't had no problems, you know. So it's like it's to me. I think, I mean, in the day, you know, it's it's out there. It's gonna it's gonna happen. You're gonna have like, like I remember I I was um I was at Cherry Park and we were just sitting in the car. It was like a few of us just sitting in the car, and a cop pulls up behind us and like starts fucking with us. You know what I mean, and it was like we we weren't doing nothing but sitting in the car. But he his reasoning was like, oh, they said that we got called about some kids smoking weed in the car, and we was like, and honestly, like we wasn't even smoking. We was just sitting there, like just li- like listening to music. And there was and he randomly came and fucked with us. And I called, I like as he like went to his car, went back to his car. I called my mom and I was like, yo, like this cop's up here fucking with us. Like I just want you to come up here just in case he like tries anything. And as soon as she pulled up, he like he was like confused, like you know, and like ended up just leaving. But very rarely do I have moments like that where it's like, and that was a long time ago. That was when I was I want to say like twenty twenty one, you know, when that had happened. So, every, but I feel like it's like very rare occasions that 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 still might happen to this day. But I don't think it's as I don't even back then it wasn't bad. You know, it's like it's only when I was on bullshit that bullshit would come my way. But since I've been, it's, I think it's a mentality thing. It's like you let you let into your, your. I always tell people like, this is your world and we just living in it. This is my world and I'm just li- and you're just living in my world. You know what I mean? So as long as I don't let bullshit into my world and I keep my mind focused on what I want my world to look like, I, all that other stuff like is very limited. It happens every so often, and that's just that's just life. You know, life's gonna hit you in different ways unexpectedly, but. For the most part, it's like I've been chilling, you know. Like that nigga Kodak said, "Life gonna keep life in, homie." He just wrapped it up. He said, "Hey." But nah, fucking that shit is facts, bro. I I feel the same, bro. As like, like as a, you know, like an older middle aged adult now. But fuck, I, like as a younger, you know, younger back in the day at, before when you speak on before. It was fucked up because I was in a situation where I got wrongly, like damn near got wrongly convicted of some shit I didn't do. You know, it was like fucking 18 years old, just turned 18, like two weeks, two weeks into being 18. Get caught up in a situation where I'm at the wrong place at the wrong time, but it wasn't even the wrong place at the wrong time. Let me take that back because we were at Paramount Park 
at you know at a fucking cool ass event you know with the homies skateboarding music you know how it's always been but people started doing some shit that they wasn't supposed to be doing you know pretty much sum that up and we get wrongly we get pretty much caught up and arrested for some shit that I wasn't a part of but I was just there so we fit the description of some shit, you know, being fucking a bunch of black kids at that time, that was the jerk phase too. <laughs> so that was like oh, fucking shit. Tough yeah, fuck, you know, was... fucking, you know what they said. They probably was like, it's a bunch of motherfuckers with bright ass Yeah, jeans bright and pants and shit. You know, like... and shit like that. Yeah, you know? harmless. So <laughs> as soon as they seen niggas, they was just like, yup, him. <laughs> yup, him. Yup, him. It was him. So it was 11 people on oh. that fucking case. It was like some what? crazy shit where we all in Compton Court like this chained together. 11 they of us. They said we're going to get everybody. 11 That's of crazy. us, you know? Damn. And fucking four was minors and the other other few of us was adults, you know, unfortunately. But everybody gets to go home but me and the homie PC at that time. The homie PC, that's still my nigga. Shout out to PC. We thugged that shit out. Unfortunately, he didn't get to go home because some other shit, technical shit that he had like going on. But you ain't nothing and, to do with that part. No, nah, okay. it had nothing to do with that. Yeah. It was just like fucking, it took us like three to four months to get out of that case, you know? Damn. And it was just like, it boiled down to like us going to trial, you know? And that was just crazy for me to be like 18. Like I'm still a baby, bro. Like when I think about 18, How'd you feel? Like, bro, I felt crazy. Like your I, actually, life, I was your like, life is you know, just crazy. Like the beginning. The, the eighteen year old with me would fucking tell the older me, like, bro, suck that shit up, my nigga, <laughs> nigga, nigga. I had to thug it, nigga. If I had to really talk to the eighteen year old yeah. me, the eighteen year old me was way more like, like at that time, because I was, like I said, like I was the only child. So once I went to jail, I figured out a lot of shit. You know, it was like. Just like far as manhood and like who I was as a person and where I was finna go and how I was gonna represent myself and I wasn't gonna follow nobody because of the shit that had happened and I only had me to protect because I was going through this shit where I had to go and fight my own way out of jail. I had to figure out my own way and it was only through my honesty, you know, because I really didn't do this shit, you know. So every time I went to court, it was just like, bro, y'all have the wrong person. Like, what the fuck? Let me go. I'm a kid. I'm 18 years old, still in high school. Y'all are taking me away from fucking school, you know, type shit. So once it got down to trial, it went down to, like, the kids that had that were the victims, you know, they literally just did not describe me at all. The way they did describe me was so out of the fucking description that of what I fit, you know, of what I was. Like, I had on a pink and black angels hat that said K Beach across it. So it was, like, one of those, like, bro, anybody would have seen that yeah. fucking hat. And, and, and if I was there, they would have been like, it was a hat that was bright as fuck, pink and black, that said K Beach. It has name right on the Yeah, Yeah, nickname right up there. Hat, you know? So my uh, lawyer... I don't, I fucking, I don't know his name. If I still, if I knew his name to this day, I would call that man every year and be like, hey, bro, yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you. You yeah. know, oh God. But fucking, um, he was like, if you gonna, he was like, um, if you do not fit the description of anything that she described, you going home tomorrow. He was like, I'm gonna go to LA County and go get your property and go see. 
And literally the next day, it took us like four days into that trial, he killed it. He nailed it. Like, in four days in that trial, he was like, you're going home. And what? I was like, what the fuck? How long, was like, how long bro, you was in, in county four months. for? You was in county. Like four months, but that Whoa. was like a long four months for a kid because it was like, fuck. Like, I ain't never had to sit down. Like, nigga, imagine you being a kid, having all that energy, and you got to sit down yeah, bro, for four that. months. That shit feel like forever, four. my nigga. Even though four months ain't shit, but like. Four but, months lockdown. You know, lockdown, yeah. that shit is like. Because you don't know, but see, here's the thing, though. It's four months because you know now. Yeah. But you were in there and you didn't know how long you were going to be, be yeah, there. Yeah, on God, because That's, they was trying to give a yeah. nigga six years. Yeah, because if, to I, if I told you four years. months, you'd be like, all right. Cool. Yeah, you, right. yeah, yeah. it sucks, but you'll yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. But if you're in there, you don't know if it's four months Unless or just six going years. By. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That'll just, that right there. Yeah, yeah. facts. That's facts, bro. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Because it's yeah. the way you're looking at it. Because I'm yeah. like, yeah, four months you could do it, but you don't, you're not going to like it. But if you're in there, you're like, well, Every day you're wondering. Wondering. Is this yes. four months Bro, or six years? You sp- now that's when you speak to the eighteen year old. Is this five <laughs> months or six years? It's yeah. six months. And it's yeah. and that time stacks on the front. Yeah. And it could get longer on the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's real because like, bro, you speaking to the eighteen year old me, cause like now that you like you triggering memories, I'm like, fuck. At that time, it was like I was skating every day. Yeah. So when I wasn't skating, it was like fuck. Like every day, it was like, damn, bro, I'm not yeah, skateboarding. Yeah. I'm just thinking about skateboarding, just imagining skateboarding, like just doing little workouts to keep my calves fucking strong enough to when I do get out, I could skate, you know, type yeah. shit. So yeah, that shit was just, that shit was a lot, but I went through it. I conquered it, you know, came home. And I made a better impact out of it. You know, I became a more positive person and stayed out the way. Even though, you know, we you get to a story little, to tell. Yeah, exactly, that's, bro. You know, and that's experience. where I, like, that in itself, you know, like, I got a story to tell. And I feel sure. like I got to start telling more stories, but figure out how to, you know, put this shit together in a writer perspective, you know. Yeah. And you're doing it. You're laying the groundwork right now, yeah. letting the people hear it. Yeah. You know, that's, I, again, I was... I was, at, I was telling you guys before, you know, this is why I have this podcast. Yeah. I have this podcast so I can have my friends tell stories because the whole professional skateboarding thing, like, man, you know, that's just the title. Yeah. How many pros do you know that I know that we know that ain't got gas in their car, yeah. their that girlfriend fuck, about yeah. to kick them yeah. out? Oh, <laughs> it's a lot like, of them yeah, out there, yeah, man. Ain't that much money that, that skateboarding like that. Shop, tries to trade their shit. It ain't as sweet as yeah, people think. Exactly. It's a conglomerate Bro. narrative. It's a, a narrative of conglomerates that yeah. people have the debt and really realize that as a creative, as fucking me as being as an artist and a skateboarder, as a creative in general, even skateboarding in itself is an art. So just as an artist in general, skateboarding, athlete, People uh, of the fans or that watch this shit have yeah. to stop, like, you know, expecting so much and putting that pressure yeah. on these people, you know, or on sure. us in general, because, like, everything's not going to be a picture-perfect moment. Nah. And I feel like everybody gets caught up in this picture-perfect moment with everybody and whoever, whoever they are infatuated with, that when they mm-hmm. not looking like that or not seeming like that in that moment, they're just like, oh, like, you know, and that's fucked up because a lot of people are great at what they do and we're going to go through shit. 
mentally, yeah. physically, or whatever. But people have to just like be kind and patient with people. The world we need to be as America, you know, especially like with all the shit that's going on out here, we need to be yeah. fucking patient, you know, and kind with each other, you know, and allow and understand. Yeah, I really feel like that. When it comes to skateboarding, you know, of course, that it would be a beautiful thing for anybody to turn pro, you know? Like, the more you start, the more you skate, the more you want those, any skateboarder is going to want the opportunity, you know? But I really think that for the skaters, they should also, like, discipline themselves to realize why you started skateboarding, you know? It was an outlet. It was an outlet for you to, like, free your mind and, you know, do something, do something that gave you a sensation at the end of the day. When you land your tricks, when you work hard and you're, like he says, you fall, you fall, you fall. But when you get that one, you could just get that one land in your whole day, week, two months is made off that one land. And you could get that sensation with anything you do in life. But skateboarding helps to teach that to you. Like for me personally, I haven't even been skating for the past year, really. I skate every here and there, but I haven't been skating the past year. I've been focusing on other things because like, you know, I'm trying to better myself in a different lane. And yeah, I tell been, him about the rock climbing. Man. <laughs> Say another thing. Oh, tell yeah. Him listen, 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 no, no, no. No, oh, no, no. Specifically, I'm <laughs> hold on. Right no, 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 no. I'm gonna let him. Hold on. I'm gonna let him finish this thought. I'm gonna let him finish this thought because we're gonna touch on that. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you know, skateboarding. I picked it up. Everybody and just like me, I'm sure a lot of, basically every other skateboarder out there, we all picked it up because it was our outlet. It was something fun to do, and we really enjoyed it. When we got the sensation of landing our tricks, it would make our days, it would make our months, it would make our year, you know. And that's the whole reason why we started doing this. And you know, if that if that lane happens for you or not of going pro or not, man, that's not what it's about. It's about just having that love for and passion for something, and it helps you to, you know, make a. It helps you to transition into other things in life that you could find your love and passion for too, and you understand. You have an understanding, like he says, like of, you know, failing until you, until you, failing until you succeed. You know what I mean? Like everything's, nothing's going to come easy in life, but the more you try, the more you keep at it, the more consistent you stay at it, the easier and better you'll get at that thing. And I've been doing that with, I've been, I've been implementing everything I learned through skateboarding to other aspects of my life. Um, Like I said, I was bad in school. I used to ditch school all the time. Recently, just this year. I fucking went back to school and disciplined myself and graduated from high school. I was going to ask you that. Old, I was going to ask you that. Because, <laughs> yeah, so. yo, you know what? It's so funny. Like, keep going because you're, you're li- all right, you're, you're wiping out any questions <laughs> I got. Go ahead. Nah, my bad, Go ahead. My bad, no, bro. no, that's, I'm you're good. Thinking, yeah, no, that's called life. Like that. No, good. Yeah. Continue. Because, well, hold on. I'm going to take a quick pause yeah. on that because I was going to ask you that on, did the skateboarding finally teach you yeah. Other shit, meaning like yeah. how many times it takes you to learn a trick. You know, you yeah. can apply that same effort, effort. into anything, anything else you do. Yes, it gives you that tenacity yeah. to be able to do it. Yeah. Because you're like, you're used to like, like someone telling you no on something or something not working out right away. Yeah. That's skateboarding. Yeah, that's skateboarding. Like that's, one day you come out and cool. do a kickflip yeah. and next day you can't even eye up a curb and you're like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Not even twenty four like, hours has passed, like and you're like, like you just diminished yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And then the next day, you can have the best day in the world, mm-hmm. and you, oh God. yo, <laughs> it makes no sense. It, sometimes I, I'm like, speaking from experience. Yeah, today I was skating yeah. today. 
I'm not lying on everything. <laughs> I fell on the ground on a flat ground. I'll, just, just legs were like, don't know what it is. <laughs> But did a very heel first try. Yeah. No, it's crazy I, how, the, how the mind works. Yeah. For sure. I was, and when I landed it, everybody was like, oh, I'm like disappointed in myself. Yeah. I was like, you didn't see this two seconds ago. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, it it teaches you that, that like, you know what? Shit comes and goes, comes and goes. you know, but you also have to work at yeah, it. Yeah. You keep just stay consistent when it comes and goes. It comes and it goes, but the more consistent you stay at it, the longer you can keep it, you know, straight up. So was, I just, it, uh, was it long ago? Because you have to. Was it hard for you to go back to school? Because we're about to back um, to school. Like, what was that? It wasn't hard to make the decision. That's what I was wondering. It wasn't hard to make the decision, but it was hard to, like, get through the process of it. Because, mm-hmm. man, I just, you know, I completely forgot about shit, all that shit I was learning in high school. I mean, not all, you know, I want to say, like, the math and, you know, just, just a, it's, a, it's all type of little things that you know you just it just was one ear and out the other at the time. So it's like when trying to relearn those things, and now I don't have a teacher. It's more of like online classes, like online classes that you kind of gotta look up and has this little voice dude who doesn't really like you get stuck on something. He doesn't he can't go in and explain it in that much more detail to you. You know, so it's like it was a lot of learning on my own. And but like I said, I would try. I would take practice tests. I would fucking fail them. All right, well, fuck it. Try it again. You know, it's nothing but a push of a button. Try it. It says it right there. Try again. Try again. And I would just keep trying, keep learning, keep going back, keep studying, and just discipline myself and just kept consistent at it to where I was past, started passing the practice test. Then I would go in and take, I had to take a, a uh, I had to take like five tests mm-hmm. to be able to get the, high, it's, they call it a high school equivalent diploma. So it's not exactly a high school diploma, but it's a high school equivalency. And I had to take five tests to do it, bro. And before I would go, I would do all those practice tests and just keep trying and keep trying and keep trying until I would start passing them. And I wouldn't just do pass one. I'd be like, oh, I got one. Let me try again. Because they, they were like, they would like randomly organize the questions every time you take it. So I just do, do it about like three. If I, if I could get three, in a, three passes in a row, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to go take that test. And fucking, I just did that, bro. And like I said, it was the mentality of that skateboarding help to bring to me, you know, it's like keep trying until you got it locked in. Once you got it locked in, it's like it's like riding a bike, you know, you'll never forget how to pedal. So I got to, I applied that to my shit, bro. And now I'm actually going back to Long Beach City College starting next month, you know, to get a to go in for an AA's degree in uh business and marketing. So Whoa. Hey, but look, I got a question for you. Don't you feel like that's don't you feel like now that you like it's way more uh valuable Oh, yeah. For you to be learning it now because yeah. you think about it, a lot of people forget still, even though they graduate, yeah. they forget a lot of shit yeah, they're just throughout those years. It. You feel yeah. me? So you learning, now relearning some learn. shit in your 30s is making you want to learn yeah, more. Now I want to learn. You feel me? Now so I feel like I it's way more knowledge. doper to like, you know, like everything has its own little uniqueness. Yeah. I feel like it, there's no know? such thing as a stupid question. Yeah. You so know what I mean? like, I, if there's something that's on your mind and you want to know, it's all about asking the questions, bro. Asking the right people and getting that knowledge. Knowledge is power. Like, I really, that's why I'm saying, like, talking to people is, like, it goes a lot longer way because knowledge is power. Like, if you want to, when you know something, you're confident about what you know, that shit goes so long. You know, I just really appreciate it. I really appreciate the knowledge that I'm gaining now at this age, you know? Hey. Can I go use the bathroom real quick? Yeah. Can I fuck up the video? Uh, I don't know. I guess I could edit it. 
Yeah, why can't yeah, I can edit it? Yeah, what that doesn't make. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. Nigga, that's why he asked you. Yeah. Did, 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 did you niggas have to boo-boo or pee yeah. before they get the interview, nigga? You know what? <laughs> you know what? You're still here. So yeah. here's, here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk shit on him while he's gone because bro. didn't I not ask that before? Yeah, bro, you did. I said, you got to go to the bathroom Like the homies, you know? What I if mean. What if he well, just he's left? like two Pacificos <laughs> in. He's like two Pacificos in, though. So, you know. Oh, but, my goodness. You know, I feel like I got to take a piss, but I'm going to thug it out with you, bro. Oh, I appreciate oh, you. Because guess what? So do I. That's why I only do these for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so do I, okay? He's like, so yeah. let's wrap it up. I'm old. We're going to get through I got it. A, I got a 23 pound pug on my lap, breathing mm-hmm. heavy. I drank this giant liquid death. Oh, yeah. Sitting on my lap. Come on, man. Bro, fucking. That ripping dip, the Cameron shit that you oh. got, that shit is tight, bro. <laughs> I remember Boo used to have that shit in the back of his car, bro, and I'll always be like, I'll just have it in my arm and be like, uh, oh, this shit tight. Like, oh man, mm. a shout out to the yo. Listen, I went to a a, a Cameron show. First off, every Cameron show I've been to, he's been late. Mm. I mean, exceptionally late, <laughs> bro. Like, that's facts. Because I went to one of his sh- shows, and then you show he shows up, and you're first off. If you're expecting Dipset, get that out. Because you don't know who you're going to get. You might get some of them. You might not. You don't know which ones you're going to get. Oh, my God. I went to the one. They had one on Fairfax. And shout out to Spanish Mike hooking this one up. And they let them smoke, like, right in the store. And he was performing upstairs. Mm-hmm. Bro, that place was covered in smoke. I couldn't see anything. I was <laughs> falling out of that place. <laughs> I was like, damn, Cameron got his own. There was a guy behind him just rolling for him. Bro, he like, I'm in L.A. I was like, smoke. what? Okay. And then another time we went, went this is crazy. We went, we went to one, and they had so many people get on before them. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, my, my homie Tones and I, we saw someone that was in line with us performing on stage. They got booed. They got booed. But. What? <laughs> They were, they were like, fuck it. Y'all yeah. niggas can have a... We yeah. can have It was a, like a uh, talent show. Bro, on God. It was like, like a Apollo. Show. Nigga, they had the Apollo fucking showtime at the Apollo. They were booing people. I was like, Damn. yo. My and experience with the Cameron show was kind of different because they did come exceptionally late. But when Cameron came on, it was so late. He came in like... Oh, it was good. It was like that song, that killer come. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 come. yeah. He knows he's doing it. I was like, oh. I'm like, nigga, this shit finna happen, yeah. bro. I'm like, this crazy, nigga. We got to go to a free camera on show. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Hard. Like, yeah. while we was in Vegas, you feel me? Me and my brother seen this. That shit was tight, bro. That. It was tight. Shout out to Cameron. If you want to leave anybody with some advice for 2024, lay it on me. Man, be consistent. You know, um, I want to say write out your dreams. Write it out on, on paper. Put it, put it, put it in the universe. Put it to the planet. Put it to the world, and you know, then start writing little things that you could do to accomplish those goals. And then, as as you write those things, think of ways you could be consistent at it. You know, we all there's days we ain't gonna want to do shit, but you know, try to get up on those days even more. Those days are honestly the most powerful days because when you don't want to do it, it's gonna be a little seed that you're gonna plant that day that's gonna help you on the next day that you're feeling at your highest. So. Do all the things at your lows to that way when you're at your highs, bro, it's going to be that much better and that much more sensational for you. Um, Apply everything that you learned in in skateboarding to everything else in life. I've been rock climbing a lot lately. 
reaching the top of my rock climbs feels like the same way as landing a new trick. So, you know, apply anything that you learned on the skateboard, all the knowledge that you gain, apply that to life and shit, this, the world is yours for sure. I love it. How about you, KB? Facts. What was the question again? One more time, bro. Because I'm Leave over somebody. It's not. Nah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Nah, I'm saying. But we cutting it though, so yeah, I could yeah, be myself. Yeah, go ahead and be yourself. Right. I might not cut it. I might cut it. We'll see. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. Nah, I'm just saying. What for 2024? What advice you got for anybody? Shit. Or actually, I'll do. I'll give you a different question. If you could speak to younger you, what would you say to yourself? Damn, bro, I had to. I had to answer for this, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like it's different when you gotta say it in front yeah, of the world, right? Yeah, for real. I feel like it's like just keep being you, you know. Don't let nobody steer you out of who you are and what you want to do, you know, like type shit. Because you know, you know, you. It's like you just know, you know. Like it's a feeling. It's a gut feeling. That you feel like any idea that you have, you're gonna have that spark. It's like a heart feeling that you feel, you know, when you like, fuck, this shit feels right, you know, like this is what I wanna do, you know. So, as far as that, like, as far as just accept the passion, you know, that you have and really go off of it and don't let nobody steer you. Cause it was a point where I even fucking like crump dance, bro. Yeah. And like nobody at Wilson at the time crumped but me. And the only nigga that would influence me was the homie Pizzo. He was he was the only one that influenced me to keep going to MacArthur Park every Monday and Wednesday and keep doing that. And that within itself was just teaching me to be like open to accepting judgment, you know, from the world. Cause dancing every day was just like another thing, crumping and shit. Like it's like being in front of a crowd and you know people judging. You know, right. your shit. You dance. You was either ass or you was tight. Yeah. So once it came back to skateboarding, it was like, fuck, I know what, I'm not afraid of judgment, yeah. you know, type shit. So yeah, some people going to like it, some people not. not and that's know. not, that's, don't worry, don't worry, don't have your mind focused on that. Whatever you love to do, just do that and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy at the end of the day, because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to gravitate to it that yeah. you never even thought of, you know? And yeah. that's gonna, those are the friends you want around. Those are the people you want around, bro. Like sure. I said, there's, there's like, there's this saying that I'll be like, people going to talk shit about you when you uh doing something and people going to talk shit about you when you ain't. Yeah, You know, period. people going to have something to say about you in the perspective of like, oh, this motherfucker's not doing shit. This motherfucker don't earn no money or this motherfucker don't do this or whatever. You know, and then once you make it, say you're on the other side of the fence, right, is he's fake. He switched up. He's this. He's that. So yeah. fuck what people got to say. You know, by the end of the day, like, just keep doing you and whatever it is that you want to do, do it. Because people are going to have something to say regardless. Create your own best world. I love it. And gentlemen, let me tell you something. It's, hey, usually I have something to say at the end, but you know what? I've learned that wisdom isn't taught, it's shared. And you guys just shared some wisdom, and I learned from that. And I hope everybody else did, too. Mm -hmm. Let's have a positive 2024. Sir. And every year afterwards. Yeah, Sir, for real. Right. 2024 right. is our year. That's for everyone. You're damn right. And hey, on behalf shout out of to Beneficial, Beneficial Radio, Radio and Pharmacy. Yes, sir. Pharmacies, the homies. Yes, I appreciate sir. them. All the cherry guys. Yes, sir. Thank you for Yo, for yeah, sure. Bro. All all the Houghton dudes, everybody. 
Appreciate it. Listen, if you in Long Beach, you know I got so much love for everybody. Yeah, come tap in at Cherry Park, man. Yo, come tap in at the local. Shout out all my Cherry niggas. Shout out every all the homies from Long Beach. Shout out all the, all our loved ones that who ain't here. Shout out Johnny Big Hash. Oh God. Shout out Louis James. Oh Shout out Billy my Moya. Goodness. Queasy. Shout out Queasy. Shout out everyone, man. We Hammer City all. Gang. Hammer City Gang. For you know sure. And we out.